I'm Casey James, and this is the story of the Bridge House. Fortunately, I didn't have to climb out a window in the middle of a severe thunderstorm. Unfortunately, I do have to go out in the rain. The door from the master bedroom led to a small observatory, of all things, complete with an antique-looking telescope and, more importantly, a set of stairs down to the veranda outside the dining room. The stairs are open to the sky and the rain, and although the observatory was probably properly enclosed at some point, it isn't now. The half-dome ceiling is more than half-collapsed, leaving the whole thing open to the sky, like some sort of ruined balcony. The window that must have been there for the telescope, which is still there, an old-fashioned brass monstrosity, to look out through, is missing except for shards of glass embedded in the stone walls and the stairs. It looks like something exploded in here, which is mildly concerning. Only mildly, given I just survived some sort of hungry ghost trying to clamber out of a puddle on the floor and eat me, or I assume that was what it was going to do. I hope that's all it was going to do. I have this horrible feeling that there might have been more to it, actually. Not sure I really want to even think about that, though. Those weird stick-insect fingers grabbing at me, curling around my ankle and just dragging me into the water with it, into the dark, in a puddle that shouldn't have been more than an inch deep at most, but was still somehow deep enough to hide a monster in it. So, anyway. I'm in this half-ruined observatory, which is great, because the stairs going down are still standing. They lead past the roses, which are blooming now, weirdly. Dozens of dark red flowers, wide open in the rain and heavy with that sweet rose scent you get in old gardens. It looks like the stairs curve around, down to the veranda itself, which would be nice. More concerning right now is the fact that there's something out there. I want to say someone, but I don't even know anymore. And I don't mean the fog or the rain which is full of eyes and half-formed shapes and figures when I look out the corner of my eye. Or the frankly disturbing darkness. I mean, I should be able to see the road from here. Even with the light the way it is, I can't. I can't even see the tree line, although I can still hear the trees swaying and creaking in the wind. I don't even mean my invisible stalker. Calling him a friend seems like it would be overstating things, even if he did get rid of that creature for me. Or, or Kezia, or any of the other weird things I've seen or sensed so far tonight. No, there's someone out there, next to the roses. She's just standing there on the stairs, in among the rose vines where they spill over the staircase in a thorny, overgrown tangle. I can see the pale flutter of her dress against the dark, blood-red flowers and the black stone of the staircase. The lights aren't working in here, which 
isn't much of a surprise, given the state of the room. And I don't think there even are lights on the stairs, but I left the lights in the kitchen downstairs turned on, so there's that, spilling out through the windows, and glimmers of moonlight every now and then when the clouds part as well. It's not as if it's dark enough for my eyes to be playing tricks on me. Whoever she is, whatever she is, she's definitely there, standing in the rain, just a little bit translucent and not quite real, like some sort of mirage. I mean, she's absolutely there and real, barefoot and pale, her sundress and dark hair both drenched and clinging to her, but also it's as if she's made of static on an empty screen or light refracting in the rain. Not quite solid, if that makes any sense. She looks nothing like Kezia, which I'm more than a little grateful for, after the Medusa Kezia statue in that hallway. But that just makes her more mysterious. Who is she? What is she doing here? And what is she doing standing on the stairs between me and a way out of here? I stood there for a minute or two, debating my options, and then I walked to the top of the stairs and called out, Hello? I mean, what else was I going to do? The stairs aren't that wide, definitely not wide enough to slip past her, and I don't feel like going any closer to an actual ghost than I have to. Not after that thing in the bedroom. There's no harm in just asking, you know? The woman in the roses glanced up at me, wide-eyed, and seemed to solidify slightly. She's still translucent as a projection, but no longer quite as staticky. With those grey-blue eyes staring at me, I noticed two things. One, she's beautiful, just completely stunning, in a strange, skin-crawling sort of way. The kind of beauty that hurts if you look at it too hard, that creeps right into your brain and sets up shop like a song you can't get rid of, like the mermaid in the painting. And two, she's not so much standing in among the roses as wrapped up in them, stems and tendrils curled around her wrists and forearms and around her shins holding her in place. She doesn't look like she's bleeding, but... She is standing in the pouring rain, so it's hard to tell. We're both standing in the pouring rain. Hello there, she said, far too calmly. You, uh, all right there? I asked. I felt immediately like it was a stupid thing to ask. She's standing there in the rain, wrapped in thorny rose vines, of course she's not all right but it seemed kind of rude to just lead with, could you go somewhere else so I can get past you? She stared at me for a long few seconds, with eyes the colour of icebergs. I'd prefer to be untethered, she said. Or at least, not tethered to a gatepost. A gatepost, I repeated. Okay, uh, sure. A bridge post, if you prefer she offered. Um, sure. But either way, you'd rather not. And 
if you were untethered, you'd go and do whatever it is that ghosts do somewhere else, and not, for instance, try to eat me. I'm not a ghost, she said. Ah, I said, probably sounding like an idiot. I mean, she would know, right? But I didn't exactly believe her. Also, she hadn't answered the question about going away or about trying to eat me. I'm a fourth dimensional artificial being, generated from a series of static points in time. She said. One of the fates. The fates. So, prophecy and destiny and so forth, I asked, trying to recall anything beyond some literature paper about Macbeth's three witches. She laughed. More like a terrible ending. But not yours. Not right now, anyway. She was squinting at me as she said that part, her face doing something strange that faces should not, in fact, normally do. I tried to ignore it by staring sort of over her left shoulder, keeping a wary eye on her with my peripheral vision. That actually made it worse, though. Her face morphed through a variety of odd, non-face-shaped visuals while I ostensibly didn't look at it. So, untethering, I said eventually. In the interests of both of us getting off the stairs and out of the rain, how would I go about doing that? She pursed her lips and stared at me for a few seconds. Then she said abruptly, Take me with you instead. What? Take me with you. I stared at her for a second, then said, I don't think so. If you're someone else's nameless end, I'll try to undo whatever's keeping you here, and you can go and do whatever it is that fates do, and I can go down the stairs, but I'm not taking anything from this house away with me. If you don't take me with you, you'll end up lost between worlds, she said, completely matter-of-fact. I can help. And undoing the tether will take more time than you have. I edged back a step. What does that mean? I told you. I'm not your nameless end. I'm not threatening you. But it's past midnight already. This world's end is on its way. You might still shut the gate before it gets here. But not if you stop to undo my chains. So... Take me with you instead. I could just climb out a window, you know, I said, although the broken windows didn't look appealing in the slightest. I don't have to use the stairs. Do you want to know how I ended up here? Asked the not-a-ghost. I don't know, do I? I asked. She told me it was a game said that she would let me go. That if I said the word, the binding itself would let me go. That it would only hold me as long as I wanted to be held, so we could play at summoning and wish-granting. Her ghostly, rain-static face turned to me with cold, ancient eyes that sent a shudder down my spine. Humans lie, 
As it turns out, she said, my kind do not. Take me with you. I can help you. I swallowed and took a step back from the staircase. Even if I wanted to take you with me, I said, and don't take this the wrong way, but meeting you here is sort of a point against you, no matter how helpful you could potentially be. The last thing I met here just tried to eat me, or maybe drag me off somewhere to eat later, I'm not sure. But even aside from that, you said you're sort of tied to the house. How would I take you with me without undoing that? I'm tied to a charm bottle, buried under the roses right now. And you want me to dig it up and take it with me? She smiled at me, bright and friendly and unutterably creepy, sharp white teeth in that ever-changing face, and said, Yes. The sound of her voice was shadows moving on their own, with no visible light source. Hooded figures amidst ruins, their warped and evil faces peering from behind fallen monuments to nameless gods. Worlds battling against encroaching blackness, against waves of destruction from the empty depths of space, star-spangled and churning chaos around slowly cooling suns. Light glittered off the falling raindrops like sparks, making alien constellations in the dark air and the rain. <clears throat> yeah, I said after a second, my voice sort of choked up inside me. That seems like a bad idea. The roses rustled and writhed behind her coiling like some sort of many-limbed, thorn-encrusted beast. A worse idea than owing Walker an unspecified favour? She asked. Or carrying Pan's key back and forth over the threshold? Or staying there, on Vodnik's front doorstep? Well, put like that, I suppose. I glanced back at the door into the master bedroom. I'm beginning to think coming in here at all was a bad idea, I muttered. Oh, it was, said the not a ghost. Although it lowered the likelihood of a full breakthrough event along this threshold by a good 5%, approximating to the nearest comprehensible solid digit, and decreased the percentile chance of a fungal zombie outbreak by even more than that. I stared at her. Oh, I finally said good? Seriously, zombies? Please, she said. I'm stuck here too. Neither of us will get out on our own. I can help, and I can tell you how to lock the door on the Vatnik. I don't know how a four-dimensional eldritch horror that looks like an overly pretty ghost managed to give me puppy dog eyes, but she did. Ice-grey, inhuman, creepy puppy-dog eyes. Fine, I sighed. Fine, I'm going to be really unhappy if you end up trying to kill me. Where's your bloody charm bottle? At the bottom of the stairs, on the left, 
She smiled as she said it, and the smell of sweet rot and damp rose up to meet me, leaves decaying into mulch while gnarled, twisted trees groaned and creaked. I looked down the stairs, then back at the translucent being standing in front of me. Watching her, I said, So you have to let me past, right? I do. Don't disappoint me, Casey James, she said, which was not creepy at all, seeing as I hadn't introduced myself. The stairs are dark stone, slick and almost invisible in the rain, but I made it down without falling, somehow. It probably didn't help that I was watching the not-a-ghost more than I was watching my footing, but she just stood there the whole time, watching me back. I was right. The stairs curve around, back onto the veranda, and finish just outside the dining room. I don't think I've ever been so grateful for bizarre architectural choices in my entire life. Now I just need to dig up a charm bottle, make my way back through the kitchen and the music room without encountering the vampire fog or the fawn, and find a way to light those damn gemstones upstairs. All before whatever time limit I'm on runs out. <laughs>